Are you ready to make a difference in the lives of fathers and their families? Support the Show Up Dad podcast and empower the next generation of dads to lead with confidence and love. Your donation of 50, 100, or 250 can provide a dad with essential resources. We'd also like to introduce you to our other incredible partner, Tallman Equipment. Since 1952, Tallman Equipment has been the leading provider of top quality lineman tools. Their reliable and durable equipment ensures safety and efficiency on the job. If you're in need of trustworthy tools, look no further than Tallman Equipment. And don't forget to visit our online shop at the Show Up Shop, myshopify.com, for high-quality products that support our cause. From t-shirts and hoodies to stickers and children's clothes, we have something for everyone. By purchasing from our shop, you'll not only show your support for our cause, but also receive a product you'll love. Once again, thank you. So today, guys, this is our first episode of the new year. I'm here with an incredible special guest, Andy Heller. And it is our utmost pleasure to have him on here. He is an exceptional author and a true advocate for personal growth and healing. Andy is a brilliant mind behind the insightful book, Take the High Road, a guidebook that explores the transformative powers of forgiveness, letting go, and empathy in relationships. So without further ado, let us welcome Andy Heller to the show. Get ready to be inspired and enlightened as he shares his profound wisdom and insights on how to take the high road and create a more fulfilling and harmonious life. Welcome to our show, brother. David, thanks for having me. Uh, with that introduction, I think we should just call it a day right now and quit. <laughs> we always aim to please, man. Uh, it, it's always a it's always a pleasure to have such a high caliber guest as yourself on our show, and we just want to honor you, man. So thank you for sure. Yeah, well, right back at you. I think uh, having resources like this available to fathers, uh, you know, because people don't always have the time. Uh, I think podcast like this that dedicated to helping dads be better dads is it's fantastic so right back at you and let's see if we can leave your listeners with some great uh tips and guidance and help them be better fathers absolutely well let's get to it man andy tell us about your book man this take the high road and what inspired you to write it man if you don't mind sure i'll give you like like a three or four minute story david which is pretty cool story, I think, and mm-hmm. will help help everybody to rig, raise our attention so we can really learn a lot here. So guys and gals, I am, I'm a classic uh, ADD kind of uh, businessman. I've run successful businesses. Uh, one, I wrote two, two best-selling real estate books 20 years ago, and I had a high-conflict divorce of my own. And everybody, we have our different coping mechanisms when we manage stress. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everybody has that. For me, I don't sleep a lot. So I use that time to read and I just write. As an example, when my mom was in hospice and passing away, my notes eventually evolved into an article that got picked up in five national newspapers in a mother's day after she passed. So I'm going through my own divorce. I'm writing all these notes and writing all these notes. And my ex and I were meeting with a co-parent counselor to help us come up with a parenting plan for our children. Mm-hmm. And she basically said, you know what? You guys both have a lot of stress. <laughs> you could really benefit from a therapist to talk to. I'm like, you know, well, look, I'm a pretty level-headed guy, but can't hurt. And I said, okay, but I want a therapist who's done a lot of work with divorced dads, okay? Specifically dads. We're all wired a bit differently. So- yeah. 
she gave me this name of this great therapist and I did go to see her. Um, and she really helped me out a lot. Um, kind of, you know, keep my emotions in check, et cetera, et cetera. But there's one situation in particular that became the impetus for this book, David. So mm-hmm. now one other thing about me is I am that guy in every group of friends. That's pretty reasonable. Okay. When, when things are happening, uh, to my friends, they come to me, Andy, this was going on. What do you suggest? Cause I'll look at both sides. I, um, I'm, uh, I, I put the emotions in the emotion bucket and come up with a, a, a logical and reasonable conclusion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm that guy. So I'm like, I'm not thinking that I need a lot of help because I can get there on my own. So something happened with my ex and I said, okay, I'll get back to you. In other words, I had a session with my therapist. All right. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, I know what I'm going to do, but I just want to run it by my therapist. Okay. So I go in uh, and I said, okay, this is what happened, but don't worry. I've thought it through. And um, here is what my plan is, how I'm going to handle it. And then I'll get the outcome that I uh, want by doing A, B, C, and D. So she listens to me. She, and she goes into the whole therapy speak, uh, David. Well, you know, Andy, I'm glad you feel that way. Blah, 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 blah. But you're not going to do what you want. You're going to do the opposite. You're going to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, what, what, what? And she went and lays out a completely 180 degree plan for dealing with what has happened with my ex. And after stopping, pushing back, I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, she's right and I'm wrong. And at that moment, David, I recognize how good, level-headed, successful businessman Andy was I was emotionally compromised and not making good decisions because of all the stress that was going on in my life. Mm. And then I looked at my notes. I'm like, oh my God, I got an outline here for a great book. Now, about these books, guys, there's lots of really good books out there. There's books from a, a therapist standpoint. There's books from a attorney standpoint. There's books from a mediator standpoint. Um, and I mean, I even saw a book that just on how to deal with the family house, one topic. Mm-hmm. And what was missing in the divorce book space was kind of a best practices manual that is not from the perspective of uh, a therapist or an attorney or a mediator, but from a divorcee. And what mm-hmm. I be- that began a six or seven year project where I began to interview all these field experts. Uh, attorneys and co-parent counselors, kid therapists, uh, 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 adult therapists, uh, mediators, and I t- uh, divorcees who went through high conflict divorces and landed in good places. Yeah. And I interviewed them and I organized my book as kind of a best practice manual where I'm not biased and coming from the perspective of one of these, uh, one of these uh, uh, specialists, but I am uh, a businessman. And yeah. you'll notice a lot of great tips there that are organized like a business plan. Um, mm. And I'll say not just about getting through the divorce, but for many of us divorcees, um, the divorce begins a period of could be a 10, 15 years where we have to co-parent with somebody that we couldn't live with. So probably mm. half of my book deals with the post-divorce, um, post-divorce period. And The last thing I'll say about the book uh, before we start taking questions is, look, I'm a businessman. I didn't write this to make money. I've got um, successful businesses. I know this sounds corny. This is my payback for people who helped me out. And 
I'm so proud of the, if you go on to Amazon and get the book, you'll see I've got almost, I mean, I just launched the book and I've got almost a hundred five-star reviews already. Um, So the people who are reading it are finding it's helping them. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was as corny as it sounds, David, that's why I wrote it. So um, that's my story. And I really, um, I'm really uh, uh, very humbled. But, yeah. you know, when I so when I answer your questions as an expert, this, I don't consider myself, Andy Heller, as the expert. What I've done, though, is interview people who are field experts and taken their guidance. And I just organized this. So anyhow, um, I'm pleasure to be here. And, and let's see if we can help out a lot of other dads out there that are, want want ways to deal with difficult situations and, and make sure they can parent effectively. I'm glad that you were able to separate emotions when you wrote the book. Cause I, I know a lot of, cause I, I deal with a lot of people that go through divorce. Right. And uh, they're always giving advice, you know, some good, some bad, but the commonality that I see that they have is that each one is talking from a place of pain. And when you haven't allowed pain to be, transformed it will get transferred right i love that yeah so it's amazing to see that you're able to separate that i mean that must have been just a business mindset being able to keep emotions out of decisions and and stuff like that you know what i mean to to be able to let me add to that Um, okay i did some things really good in my own divorce i did Mm -hmm. some things okay and I did some things pretty darn bad. So it was like my story about that one instance that became the impetus for me to write the book. Yeah. It was the fat part of a part of the, the, the motivation for me was that, you know, I'm a pretty reasonable guy mm-hmm. and I made a lot of mistakes that I could have made this so much easier, save thousands of dollars brought my stress level down uh, 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 a, a megawatt and more, most importantly made it easier on my kids if I handled it differently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the wiring of a lot of men, at least for me, for sure, is we, we're pretty much, we try oh, I'm tough. I'm a macho guy. I got this. Yeah. Guys, we don't got this. <laughs> and um, probably the most macho thing you can do is say, I'm going to listen to David's podcast. I'm going to pick up Andy's book. You know, I'm going to, I don't have a lot of cash in the bank, but I'm going to, I'm going to meet with a therapist once a month just to make sure that I'm not going to screw my kids up. Um, So that's probably the most macho thing we can do. Um, So it's, it's just also not just about how I kept my emotions in check, but it's also about the times that my emotions got the better of me, David. And Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I had a guideline to help me look out for that situation so I could have handled it differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Our mess is our message. Um, I am a personal believer. Uh, my old man, my father used to always tell me that learn from other people's mistakes. And if someone else has already gone through it, <laughs> you know, I much rather learn from what they did wrong than have to go through it myself. Yeah, And, you know, that's exactly what that book is. You know, that's exactly what this podcast is. I, for one, was the, I thought, a, a horrible father. You know, it was evident in the fruit that 
my family started producing, you know, because of my actions, right? Because I can't control them. All I can do is control me and the atmosphere I create in my own home, right? So that that's wonderful, man. I I, I appreciate what you're doing for sure, you know, because there's a lot of guys out there that have no place, like you said, to start. Yeah, yeah. And and uh I will say if you're feeling down it guys, um, you know, if it if you take some steps yourself, mm-hmm. it will it almost always gets better. You know, I, I when I when when I had my own high conflict divorce, I had to move across the country. Um I had six months earlier had started a new business. All mm-hmm. right, and I'm navigating my divorce in a different state where that, that where it was, I didn't want to be, it was a freaking nightmare. And, oh, I bet. um, years later, my kids are well adjusted. They talked to me. I remarried a wonderful woman. Um, that can be your reality. Uh, but the thing is when you're in the thick of that, it doesn't feel like it can get much better, but mm. steps you can take, can help accelerate that uh to and and it typically does get better so you talked about what i really harped on and cued in on andy is the kids okay i think that i've never been in the situation right but what i've seen i think that that should be the most importance is your children and not forgetting their own personal health, right? Because you're what they're seeing, if you guys are arguing, you know, mother and, and father, and they're caught up in that middle, man, it's it's causing so much damage to them. It really is. You know, so I'm glad that you said that just what's best for the children, you know. Now, in your book, Andy, you talked about transformative power forgiveness, right? How could individuals find the same strength to forgive and let go of these difficult situations, right? Such as divorce or separation or anything like that. Well, the first thing I'll say every all to all of you, it mm-hmm. is not easy. It's not. But you can, the, the, the one advice I would leave you with here in this podcast is that mm-hmm. uh, if you, you can also forgive for completely selfish reasons. The longer you hold on to anger mm-hmm. uh, uh, and um, animosity, the, 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 the more difficult it will be for you to land in that place where you can move on. So mm-hmm. forget whatever your partner did. Okay. There's two parts to it. Number one, on some level, we men have to take ownership. We married him. We married her. Okay. Yeah. Whatever she did, part of that was was available was was visible to us, but we didn't see it or overlooked it. So part of forgiveness is looking at the mirror and says, "Say, dude." And and this I I got from one of the most amazing therapists. Mm-hmm. We talked about when I was putting the forgiveness chapter together. She said. The biggest thing is forgiving yourself for marrying that person. And that was wow. that hit me like a brick. Like, oh my God. When people think of forgiveness, it's like, I've got to forgive my ex. I gotta forgive my ex. I gotta forgive my ex. You do. Mm-hmm. But you gotta start with forgiving yourself for marrying that person. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And the second, in terms of forgiving your your former partner, from a purely selfish standpoint, if you don't do that, yeah. it will be exponentially more difficult for you to move on with your life. So it's almost step one through seven of your 10-point plan for self-healing is forgive. Okay? She mm-hmm. had an affair. All right. Um, maybe she wasn't happy, whatever. It, you know, I'm, I'm forgiving her. Okay. You got to do this it, again. This, I'm not saying it's easy, mm-hmm. but from a purely selfish standpoint, it is a step that is a absolute prerequisite for you to move on with your life. I've never heard it put in that perspective, Andy. You have to forgive yourself for marrying her. I've heard, I've heard it put a different way, but I've never heard it like that. Yeah. There, there's, there's a a couple of things in my book that, um, again, I, as it was really interesting to write this as a businessman, Mm -hmm. um, cause you, you know, you, you, you hear something like, Oh my God, I've never heard that before. I'll give you another great example. Okay. Everybody talks about, well, don't bash your ex to your kids. Because that's going to damage them. So there's nothing new about that when I when I discuss that in my book. But there's mm-hmm. one thing that I heard from this brilliant kids therapist that just completely freaked me out, and I put it in the book. So a child, intuitively, whether the child is five or fifteen, they understand one thing mm-hmm. intuitively that they are the genetic byproduct of a biological dad and a biological mom. So assuming you have a traditional marriage, all right, and you married a biological mom, all right, when you, if you criticize your ex, whether it's just or not, in front of the children, the children process it as if they are being criticized because mm-hmm. they are fifty percent of mom's DNA. So I, when I heard that, again, don't criticize your ex. People, in, that's been in like every divorce book since 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 uh, sliced bread. Yeah, but the not criticizing your ex because of how a child processes it as self critique and it affects their self esteem. Mm-hmm. That was that was absolutely groundbreaking for me david and I, I i made sure that that wouldn't that was also one of the wow moments that went into the book um so it, it's 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 interesting the kind of things that landed when you when you when you when you put a book like this together not from yeah. a therapist perspective or from a from a, an attorney's perspective but just as a guy who went to got divorced mm-hmm. and you hear things like oh my god that people need to know about that Absolutely, Andy. I can't agree with you more, brother. I And just to add what you're saying, because I, I lived that firsthand, mm-hmm. even your spouse, say for instance, and this is an example that I did, right? And when I came to, to have this realization of what you're talking about, I was criticizing my spouse's mother. And she turned around and told me exactly what you said. Right, we're in, a, in an argument. Uh, her mother, my mother-in-law, did something I didn't appreciate. Whatever, she turned around and says, "Man, when you criticize my mom, I, I didn't choose my parents. 
But when you're criticizing her, you understand that I am 50% her. Wow. It blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, so. and a, a <clears throat> child will probably not understand it as intellectually as your wife did, but yeah. they will understand it intuitively. And the key oh, point sure. that I took away, the child will process it as self-criticism and it will affect their self-esteem. So I'm not saying, guys, that it's not deserved. Mm -hmm. I'm saying you can't say it. Mm. You can say it to your best buddy. Uh, you can say it to your parents, whoever is your sounding board. You mm -hmm. can't say it to your kids. Andy, I had a past guest on here and he talked about how his mom would constantly bash men. But yet, he was a man, right? A little boy, right? So he grew up constantly thinking he was never good enough because his mom was constantly saying how horrible men are and how they are this and that and this and that. And I mean, this guy, he grew up, you know, he changed his life around. Um, but he was an ex-member from the Hoover Hoover gang, which is a notorious, notoriously violent gang here in Southern California. And uh, he went to prison and everything, but he wound up changing his whole life career around. Didn't want anything to be a part of that life anymore. And man, he's he's flourishing now. But I mean, that was one of the things that he pointed out is that, man, he's like, my mama who says she loved me would turn around and tell me how evil men were. He's like, and that was such a confusing message. Yeah. So let me let me take what you just said and and and, and speak about some of the the. the tips that are available in the book guys probably i would say that 30 to 40 percent of my book deals with communication mm -hmm. words matter yes what you say to the kids how you say these words to the kids as you deal with divorce as you take these phone calls from your ex when the kids are in your home uh, how, what you say to the kids when you call in her home, what you say during pickups and exchanges, uh, how you handle difficult questions, how you communicate with your ex during the, the one or two years that typically are the most toxic at the time of separation. That, that's so important. So probably... Uh, the way the book is designed, the structure is 46 different tips and strategies for situations you'll find yourself in. I would say at least 15 to 20 of them deal with communication. Mm, mm, I like that. No, for sure. Um, Mark Real, who was a past guest on here, um, highly successful agent for some professional teams out here in Southern California went through a nasty divorce and he saw how lopsided the court system was. So he decided to put himself through law school and the rest is history, right? And now he serves men here in Southern California. That's all he takes is men's cases, you know, to help them out. But that's the thing he said too, is the communication that that's the number one thing, even up to 90 days into the divorce or the separation. He, always harps and stresses that man do not say anything negative to your spouse this is going to go against you you know <laughs> don't have any negative communication you know what i mean would be a text whatever you know so yeah, yeah communication is a big deal and the, the, the good news guys that even in if in the most extreme 
toxic separations. There mm-hmm. are today some mechanisms available, which we talk about in my book, to, mm-hmm. to help you communicate effectively so you can co-parent. The problem with divorce, the number one problem is your kids are going to continue to grow up and need you even during the most toxic periods of the separation. So you got to be able to raise your kids. You got to be able to have a discussion. Does little Johnny go to basketball? Does little Johnny take piano lessons? With that X where you just can't have a conversation. Um, You got to be able to manage expenses. So there are tools out there that we talk about in the book, like the Family Wizard and others. There are online platforms where you can communicate without communicating. So there, and these are really helpful. Again, and the good news is most divorcees, uh, they eventually land in a place where they can co-parent on a level that's more effective. But they're typically for many divorces, there's anywhere from six to 36 months where it's just, you just can't even have a conversation. It's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, got to be able to reach some decisions during that time, especially if you have joint legal custody. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you maintain a positive mindset? You know, you talked about the pain or, or whatever, you know what I mean? How do you maintain that positive mindset through that process? Well. I, my sister was always pissed at me growing up because she had the glass half empty. I had the glass mm-hmm. half full. Part of this, I have to confess, it's just my own wiring, David. Okay. But um, it, it, the, the other thing that helped me immensely, and I talk about this in the book, is you want to, one thing that we men tend to do is mm-hmm. to go to people who are on Team Andy or Team David or Team Charlie yeah. for affirmation and advice and counsel. And these got pep. Your friends, if they're friends, they will talk to you. But you don't want to do that. Particularly if you're going through divorce, you need to, again, another tip in the book is who do I get my counsel from? And yes. it has to be limited to one or two people. And what I recommend is you find somebody who had a similarly challenging divorce and he or she, it could be a woman, who they've landed in a good place. They're parenting well Mm -hmm. and they've landed in a good place. I had a guy like that. Talk about him in the book. His name was Hans. Mm -hmm. I was there, David, as his marriage was imploding, right? He's the Mm -hmm. nicest guy in the world. Wife falls in love with thought she fell in love with a guy half her age. It was just a a nightmare, okay? Five years later, he is, around the time my marriage is imploding, he's found himself a great partner. He's parenting fantastic. And he's killing it in his his professional uh, uh, space. Mm -hmm. Five years earlier, he wasn't. So having the vision of somebody who had a similarly challenging divorce as what you're going through, and he or she is now in a really good place, that's the person you talk to. Yeah. And that's the person who can help you stay positive. And that makes total sense. I mean, that I mean, why would you go to someone and take advice 
about uh, how to good have have a good marriage, right? If if yeah. there's is just a mess, right? Or why would you take uh, money counsel for somebody who <laughs> doesn't have a dime, you know, two dimes to rub together or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so. it, it it it's um, <laughs> and and look, the fact is, uh, mm-hmm. I, I was fortunate; I was able to find a good therapist. Some people don't have an insurance plan that will cover it. All right. Yeah. Some people don't have the time. All right. Like I said earlier, I don't sleep a lot when I'm stressed. So I had a bit more time. So, uh, but everybody has the time to grab a drink with a friend once every couple of weeks or just speak to somebody. And most of these people who've been through a difficult uh, situation, they're more than happy to help you out. But you've got to choose that right person. Yeah. Right. Uh, for that person, for, for their counsel to help you stay positive and have that effect. Mm-hmm. If you pick the wrong person, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's, that, that can be actually detrimental. So again, we, we talk about that in the book, limited, mm-hmm. having choosing limited, uh, sounding boards and choosing the right ones is so helpful to get into that place where, you're going to feel better. And while you're going through that path, being able to parent uh, effectively. I know so many couples make the mistake of going to their mom or dad. Oh, no. you know, yeah. and, and sharing information with them that, man, at the end of the day, they're still your mom and dad. They're on your team, right? They got your back. They're so not going to be a yep. No, not at all. They're, they're going to be biased as all heck, you know, and that causes so much damage, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, you, that, that's so now, now you can go to your parents for certain yeah. type of support. Maybe you need a place to live for a handful of months. Maybe you need a little bit of capital. All right. And, and your, your mom or dad could be that person you go to who will tell you you're, you're great. You're going to get through it. And I can't believe she's doing A, B, C, or D. But yeah. in terms of, the council, you need to have somebody in your ear who is who you will listen to who will say, you know what, I don't really care for your ex, but in this case, I might handle it differently, blah, 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 blah. That's mm-hmm. really important to have that person. Mm-hmm. Like I said when I when I talked about my story, I was not that guy who's out there to hurt my ex. Okay. Mm-hmm. And things happened and I was angry. But I, I, I was not out there where I wanted to hurt her during my divorce. Mm-hmm. But I was absolutely not making the best of decisions. And that realization was just really powerful. And I was like, oh, my God, I really, I need better guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could have handled that situation so differently. And like that story I gave you, which became the impetus to write, I was so certain, David, mm-hmm. so certain that my decision was the right decision, 100%. And mm-hmm. I could not have been more wrong. Mm-hmm. So, so, again, having the right person in my ear, yeah. again, it might be a podcast like David, a book like mine, and a person like Hans, those three, that could be a three a three strong cocktail to help all of you get through this. But part of 
managing a successful divorce is making sure that you have the resources to help you. And that's a better words for what I'm saying right now. Resources yeah. like David's podcast, my book, a therapist, if you can access one or a sounding board, a uh, former divorcee who's now in a good place. These are really, really massively helpful resources because you're going to be encountering situations where you're not sure what the right thing to do is. And I'll give you actually one of the tips in, in the book. It's actually um, one of the things I've done in my book that is different from other divorce books is I brought business skills that are used in high conflict business situations and brought them into the divorce space. And in this case, I actually uh, bounced this off of, of a leading therapist. And I'll give you one example of one that was, she said, you've got to put this in this book. So mm -hmm. in business, there's a tool called a time card. What's okay. a time card? Uh, the basic premise there is we make better decisions if we take our time. All right. There's a tendency when you don't really want to talk to your, your ex to make a decision, get off the, off the plate. But with the, with the time card, we talk about in this chapter is things are happening, everybody. All right. And you take these different things and you put them into two buckets. Bucket number one, logistics. You've got to make a decision right now. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> I thought you were picking little Johnny up from school. <laughs> All mm -hmm. right. Um, well, somebody's got to go get him. So you've got to engage with your ex and make that decision right now. That's a logistical issue. Mm -hmm. Bucket number two are things that can wait. Oh, man. Uh, uh, we, we both agreed to put Johnny in um, in piano lessons, but man, he he hates it and he's complaining and 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 I really want to put him in basketball. And all right. I don't have to make a decision on that today. Let me wait a week. So you wait a week. Well, with kids, particularly young kids, a lot of these situations solve themselves. Yeah. All right. And you had a chance to think it through. All right. And a week later, you are able to handle that very differently. Okay. So you, the utilization of the time card helps us dads make way better decisions and to take emotions and put them in a separate place and arrive at a logical and sensible decision. Uh, so that's a great example of a business uh, strategy that can be very effective in the divorce space. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Letting that time, let, letting those uh, emotions die down, right? Yep, yep. Help make the better decision, what's best for the children, all that stuff. I mean, you were spot on with that, Andy. Now, I wanted to ask you, because I know this plays an important role, but how big does empathy and cult being able to cultivate empathy play when you're going through like a difficult emotional charge situation? Empathy is probably one of the top two or three tools we dads have. Mm-hmm to keep our emotions in check. The question is, gentlemen, do we use it? Mm. 
there, there's probably nothing more powerful. I can give, give a great example. All right. Let's say we've now landed and had a great partner. All right. Our ex, even though the divorce was her fault, she hasn't. All right. So here we have the holidays. All right. Mm -hmm. I got somebody to celebrate with. My ex is with her parents. All right. So, and she's being a little bit snippy and difficult to deal with during this one month period between Thanksgiving and New Year's. All right. Empathy. It's like, you know, on some one way of processing this is, well, she deserves it. All right. We still be married if, she, married if she'd done X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or, you know what? I'm glad I'm not in her shoes. All right. So I've got to take this snippiness and kind of process this, understand what she's going through. Mm -hmm. And that's going to help me to deal with her these five or six week period when I've got a new family, I've got a, a, a love in my life, and she doesn't. That's a great example. Um, yes, on one level, you could say she made her bed, time for her to sleep in it. Sure. Mm -hmm. However, um, you've got to be able to deal with this person effectively because you have children to raise. And yes. empathy is a wonderful way to, uh, to um, handle these situations where your ex is actually not being as uh, kind or, or cooperative or respectful as deserved. Yeah. I had a past guest who talked about that. That was one of the ways he got over all the awful things that his spouse was doing to him. Um, poor guy was homeless and everything, right? Uh, at one point in time, he actually asked the neighbor if he can stand on his wall, you know what I mean? Just so he can look into his house that he used to live in to watch his kids open presents that he had given them. You know what I mean? And uh, it was just a mess, right? But that's what helped him is having empathy. And actually, a homeless guy he ran into on the streets told him, he's like, man, he's like, you don't know what that girl's going through. You don't know what happened in her life. She's probably scared, all this stuff. So it actually took him and having all that hate and anger towards his spouse, right, for what she was doing. And him having to step into her shoes and, and her being afraid and, and doing what she thought was best for the family and all this different stuff, right? And he started seeing it from a different perspective that helped him to grow, that helped him to heal, right? And no matter what she did to him, he always just, okay, okay, fine, whatever. You know, I'm not saying lay down or anything like that because that's not what he did. But he never responded back to her with anger. And that helped him out tremendously with custody. Yeah. It, it, I'm going to add one more thing, everybody. Um, and this is, again, my book is not about me, but I'm going to talk mm -hmm. about myself right now for a second. When I handle situations uh, empathetically, when I handle situations and I, I took the high road, even though I really wanted to use this opportunity. You know, if everybody's ever seen the, the movie Animal House, I'm dating myself, mm -hmm. but you've got the situation and you've got the devil on one side talking on one shoulder and an angel. 
come on. And the angel said, no, there's a better way to do it. You know, you're going to really feel great about yourself when you resist the temptation to stick it to her. Mm -hmm. You handle things in an empathetic and sensitive manner. It, it's, I mean, it's going to feel like you're Superman. Maybe not right away, but a week or so later. And, you know, it, it's, it's just it's like you, you did that 250-pound bench press in high school. And before that, all you could lift was 200. It's like, yeah, how mm -hmm. I handled this great. It, I, I know I sound corny, but it, it's, it's so incredibly powerful. Mm, mm, I like that. Yeah, no, definitely. I could see how that would definitely make you feel empowered, you know, to be able to overcome a challenge like that, right? Yep, yep. What are some common misconceptions or myths about divorce or separation that individuals could overcome? Uh, common misconceptions about divorce, um, yeah. uh, that, um, uh, it's, it's deserved. Uh, it, it's not always something that, that, um, uh, somebody deserves, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, the, the, but I'll talk about one that is really, I think the theme of your show is that. Divorce will screw up the kids. Hmm. That, okay. Now, this, one of the most powerful quotes in my book is this. Hmm. We adults will be okay, but the children will be forever affected by the divorce. Hmm. That is a statement I absolutely believe is true, David. But it doesn't mean they their wiring has to be screwed up. Okay, and your abilities, gentlemen, are, are are probably they're at least fifty percent, but if yeah. not greater percentage of the the uh, the, the um, control over will your children be able to have good lives as adults? Will they be? damage goods and not be able to have a good partnership themselves. You you mm -hmm. don't want that to happen to them. And it doesn't have to happen to them. Okay. But you have to put on your big boy pants and take action steps to make sure your children are in a position where they have a good chance to have healthy romances and partnerships when they choose to settle down. It's yeah. so important. And that's where we come back to how you're talking to your former ex. The other thing is modeling. Okay. And mm -hmm. if you end up landing with a, 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 another partner, you create a love and home. Your child is with you a lot. You don't even have to do a lot of different things other than showing your children, modeling a, a loving, stable, and healthy relationship. Your child will see that that is something that they could have. It doesn't have to be 
with the biological parents. But, but you have to be aware that you have the ability to control your action steps and do m- impactful things that can heighten the, the, the chance and likelihood that your children mm-hmm. can have healthy romances themselves. Yes, absolutely. Um, Andy, one of the big things that I've seen is a lot of people, once they get out of this, this, this turmoil, this, this right, bad situation, they're always in a hurry to, to reach out and find someone else. Okay. A lot of times. Okay. Um, with that being said, they're not fully healed. So health marries health. So you're going to attract the same person again. And I've seen it over and over again. I've seen people go from one partner, one X to three X's within a five-year time span. Okay. And it's because they continuously fall back to that default. One of the things we say is how you leave a place is how you're going to enter a place. And if you're leaving a divorce, it's horrible. It's everything, but you haven't done the steps to heal yourself and you're rushing into another relationship because that's all you know. You're going to fall back into that again. And a lot of times what I've seen is they're such in a hurry to get into this relationship and to make it work that they're willing to ignore the warning signs that they're seeing in this person, right? They, they notice it, they see it, but they choose to ignore the warning signs that they saw in their, their past partner because they want to connect with this person because people are relational. We, we need to connect, right? We're not eunuchs. Yep, so yep. we want to be with people, right? To connect. And a lot of times they ignore even the cries of their children saying, hey, this person treats me horrible. You know, or this person's very mean when when you're not around, Dad. And I think that is probably one of the worst things I've witnessed. Yeah, I, I love what you say. Um, and about the book is divided into four sections, and one of the sections is <clears throat> things that we can we need to do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the best ways that you can be be raising healthy children if you are separating is to make sure you're healthy and we men yeah very likely more so than women tend to rush back into into the dating world um and i i spent uh, i got a, i got some great counsel and guidance from the therapy community about the best ways to do this and some do's and don'ts mm-hmm. one of the one of the chapters in the book, I eventually I changed the title of the chapter because my 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 right my um my publisher wanted a different title, but um the original title was um bromance and womance before romance. Mm. Uh and that dealt with kind of what you're talking about that um uh so the 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 point of the book was okay, we we do need to be busy. Right. And um, the the guidance there. So let's let's assume we have a divorce where there's not a third party involved. Okay, so that's an assumption that's not always the case. But let's say there's no third party, at least on the man's side. Okay, Mm -hmm. so um, we probably want uh, uh, romance 
we miss it. And that's very, very natural and very normal. Yeah. But like you said, you probably don't realize you're not ready for it. And or you may put yourself back in a similar bed than the one you left. So, but you have a need to be busy. So mm-hmm. the bromance, uh, uh, and in this chapter, we talk about uh, a, a divorcee and what he did was he called up all his friends and during the separation period, he said, look, I'm not looking for setups right now. Mm-hmm. What I am looking for is I want to meet some new people. I want to inject some excitement and energy in my life. Are there any divorcees, men, who went through a divorce like I did, who are now in a good place, at least one, two, four, five years later, that you can introduce me to that I can grab a beer with? So he began a bromance phase. And let me go yeah. even, even, even a little bit more detail. This was a period where he was still sharing the house with his ex. So he needed to get out of there. It just wasn't healthy, all right? But he didn't want to get out and date, particularly while they were living in the same place. So he went on these bromances and started meeting different people. So by the time they split up into different households, he had this whole new posse of friends. Mm. And through these guys, he met some women he went out on dates with. And he was in a much better place when he was ready and landed there. So we men, I don't, I think both genders, David, we want excitement and 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 um, stimulation in our lives. So our marriage yeah. has ended. There's nothing more desired than a new love interest. Okay, um, but we're not ready for it. So what I'm saying by this chapter is. Insert in some different stimulation. Just mm-hmm. Make some new friends. Join us. I mean, I used. To, you know, if you used to love playing softball, okay, uh, co-ed, on co-ed softball teams, find a co-ed softball league with your church, with your synagogue, with just just a uh, uh, city group, okay. Um, join a chess club. Join a cooking class. That's actually a great thing if you don't know how to cook, and because you're going to be cooking for kids anyhow. You know. Yeah. Do some stimulate your life, inject some newness in your life, and then the dating will come. And frankly, if you can be punt a little bit on this and get healthier, then you're much more likely to keep that special lady when you have that blind date than if you're dating when you're not ready. And I'll give you a story um, from my own experiences of somebody who really wasn't ready. Okay, again, this is not about my divorce, but this is a really great story to bring this point home. Um, so I joined a dating app, and I probably wasn't mm-hmm. ready for it, <laughs> like a lot of guys. All right. And I went on a date. Now, I'm running a business, and I'm super busy. I'm really busy. I mean, my particularly the working hours, if I'm pulling myself away from work, I ran my own business, so I'm able to do that. But it does mean I'm working two, three hours at night. All right. My time is yeah. precious. So met this adorable woman on, online. We go and we're having coffee. And she goes on to tell me, now I was separated, not divorced. So I wasn't distinguishing between other women who were separated but not divorced. Because, you know, I'm in the same boat. 
but I know I knew my path. So she went on to describe, you know, we're having coffee. She said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm separated right now. So we'll tell us, tell me about your well, situation. She went on to say, yeah, well, he's upstairs. I'm downstairs. And, um, and yeah, he's, he wants to reconcile, but I don't think I'm there. Mm-hmm. So I, I said to her in a very nice way, I said, you know, had you told me this on the phone, I would have just, I would have said, you know, I'm not, we're not ready. You're not ready to meet. I don't want to be having a date with a woman who's sharing a home with her husband and he wants to reconcile. Okay. So this, I, I, I could not believe David, this person felt it was okay. It's, yeah. it's, 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 you're not ready. And my time is precious. I got kids who need me. I've got a business who need me. I've got friends I want to go out and, and bromance with. Yeah. Okay. So t- if you think you need, you're ready in three months, take six. If you think you need, you're, you're, you'll be ready in six, take a year. But the, but you do need to inject stimulation into your yeah. life. So it's going to keep you busy. And you're let you'll 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 be less likely to be sad about the absence of romance, and the romance will come. And just like David was saying, you're if you're healthier when it comes, you're far more likely to attract a a the type of woman who who does not resemble the worst qualities of the woman who you left, and hopefully a woman who you can build a next chapter with. Mm. Man, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. Thank you, Andy, for sure. Um, finally, I want to ask you, Andy, what message or key takeaways do you hope readers will gain from your book? And how can they continue to apply these principles in their lives beyond the pages of your book, brother? I'll leave you with two things. One thing I say consistently in the book, divorce mm-hmm. is a marathon, not a sprint. We tend to focus too much on what our life will look like in a week. The focus needs to be what your life will look like in two years. Okay. You make better decisions that way. Um, and, uh, and just be, be patient. Uh, the, 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 the other point is we have been talking about this earlier today is it, it will almost always get better. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel the, the, devo- the, the period of separation. When I say that, it could be the months leading up to and, and, and the initial year or two years. These are the low points of most men's lives. Yeah. All right. And you will feel in a play at point like at the times like you are in quicksand. It will almost always get better. But you can control the speed at which it gets to that, gets better by doing things like getting my book, listening to David's podcast, finding a sounding board like a Hans in your life. And, and these things that I just mentioned, pretty much they're free. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes, you can afford a therapist. That'd be great. But these are things that you guys can do that can take control over the path to get to that healthier place. Uh, you guys don't know me. I'm just a guy uh, at the other end of, of, uh, of, 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 of the, um, of the voice here with David, but 
Um, I am a positively wired guy, but I had such a challenge in divorce. I, I really, I, I thought I was done. I thought mm-hmm. I was toast. So I was, I was all, I was just, just you know, fine. Take the kids. I, I'm going to stay in a different state. Um, but I, I, I didn't do that. I refused to walk away from my commitment of being a parent. And, you know, with all the things that the high conflict with my ex and I, she did something amazing. She lined us up with a co-parenting counselor who said, I don't care about your crap. I don't care about your crap. I want to hear what you think is best. And I'm going to take both voices and I'm going to design a co-parenting plan that's going to be your Bible and your, 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 your business plan for raising these kids. I'm like, and it was like, that was the best money we ever spent. And for many of you who are on a shoestring budget, the family court system has people like this who will do it for free. But my point here is that many of us don't know these resources are there. Many of us don't know what we need to do. You've got to get the, those answers. And I'm hopefully I can give you some. Um, and first of all, the last thing I want to say is I applaud all of you for listening to David's podcast. because. You're taking the first step, whether you realize it or not. If you're listening to them while you're driving to work and back, and and you're and you're getting these nuggets that can help you, you're already doing more than most men are not, and that's great. But we men, we typically don't read, <laughs> all right, <laughs> and that is a a flaw, all right. If you know somebody who's going through a difficult divorce, who's having trouble, they've been divorced, they they're not co-parenting effectively. Get get in my book. All right, it's 18 bucks and hopefully it can make their lives better. And also for you yourself, the, the same thing. Mm, mm. Well, thank you, Andy. And how can they get your book? Where can they get it? Sure. The title of the book, guys, the full title is Take the High Road, Divorce with Compassion for Yourself and Your Family. Just go on Amazon and Google Take the High Road and put Heller. My book will come up. Um if it helps you guys, I'd love a review. Um, and then you can reach me if you want to get in touch with me. We have a website on the back of the book, and, and I'd be happy to hear to, to, to help. And, you know, I'm, I'm helping some people and I'm counseling some people. But, you know, I, I have a successful business. I didn't write this book, guys, um, to make money. I make money in my day job. Okay. One in 100 books today make money. <laughs> and mine probably won't. All right. I made I, I, I wrote this book because there was a gap in the divorce book space and I I've sought to fill it. Most of us only have two or three hours. They need to get that counsel all in one place. And I hope I've been able to do a part that um, can make a lot of people's lives uh, easier. But uh, that's how you can reach me. Um, and, and guys, keep listening to podcasts like David and taking these steps and it will get better. Well, once again, thank you, Andy, for coming on here and just sharing your great information, sharing the information to your book. I appreciate you just being open and honest with us. And uh, guys, man, get the book, check it out. I know there's a lot of you out there, a lot of our listeners that are struggling with this, and we just want to let you know that there is hope. There is light at the end of the tunnel, like Andy said. It's going to get better. Okay, just like the sun rises and sets every day, rest assured, it's going to end. Okay, so thank you guys. God bless you guys and keep listening, keeping that dad that shows up. Thank you.